With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, Oscar fans. Nominations are out. So what's going to win? I don't know, but I think this guy does. This is Keith Simonton from IMDb. I'm Tom (laughs) O'Neill from Kirby, where 30 uh, experts every year pipe in for uh, who's going to get Oscar nominations and win. But this guy usually beats us all or has one of the highest prediction scores consistently. So, oh, wise one, what is your take on today's nominations? <laughs> well, there was it was still a bunch of surprises. I mean, it wasn't like watching the, the Golden Globes, which was completely surprising um, and unpredictable. But um, there were a lot of surprises. Yeah, particularly... Uh-oh. Uh, the omission of um, of people of color. You know, we had only one uh, non-white actor nominated, and and that person per- portrays a slave. <laughs> we had only thirty percent of the nominees be women, so we had gender imbalance again. And uh, we were hoping for, in terms of people of color, Eddie Murphy getting in, or J- even J Lo, and the Parasite actors. And it was this little whitewash again, wasn't it? Well, yeah, you know, I, I'm not one who wants to say, okay, well, we need to leave this box open um, and, and fill it in. But I'm really disappointed that uh, Greta Gerwig didn't get a nom or Lulu Wong, both of, the, both of whom I, I really felt should have been a, a Best Director nominee. Um, yeah, it, it, you know, I, they, they certainly aren't facing exactly the same issue that uh, uh, BAFTAs are. But, uh, yeah, it's noticeable. Although, I mean, Parasite did do quite well. Nominations are now in front of us. Who wins? Let's start with Best Picture. What's your take on the frontrunners? Boy. (laughs) I'll I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I am am very surprised. And uh, just in conversation, just in general conversations, how um, popular Joker is. Um, it's not a fun movie in any regard. It's actually my number one film of the year. Um, and, uh, but it's not a, it, it, it's a fairly depressing film. And, the, and, and by the way, Keith, I just checked moments ago because I had the same kind of concern you have about Joker. I mean, we love, personally, I love it too. And moviegoers loved it, a billion dollars worldwide, but it yeah. only had 69 score at Rotten Tomatoes. It wasn't, uh, it didn't get such effusive love from critics as it got from Oscar voters and from moviegoers. Well, and that would kind of follow the Green Book playbook, um, which, yeah. 
which is that, uh, you know, maybe the intelligentsia doesn't quite, <laughs> the, the, the film critics uh, may not love it, but general audiences seem to. And, and again, that's surprising. Um, I'm, I'm a little, just in snubs, I, I know this is a, probably a little controversial. We only had nine again. Um, I, I, I think they should just say, okay, we're going to do 10. Let's just do 10. <laughs> I agree. Um, because, you know, there's a, the fair, uh, farewell doesn't get in. Um, you know, I would have loved to have seen that. I, I, and this is the controversial one. I would have loved to have seen Avengers Endgame uh, oh, yeah. get in. In the same vein as Return of the King. Uh, mm -hmm. Because that's a monument to incredibly successful filmmaking or you know martin scorsese might not think so um but just in the production um <laughs> it's yeah. it's a monumental uh thing to have occurred uh that long of a track record that many people brought into theaters um generally adored biggest hit of all time and it's not nominated for a best picture i think it should have been yeah, I agree with you. Now, here's the um, here's the big issue we face in this best picture uh, race as pundits, which is that tricky preferential ballot that devils us every year. Yeah. So, you know, last year, when uh, Chris Beecham, our managing editor, started at, talking to actual Oscar voters and who were, are very often extremely willing to tell you who they voted for. Yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> And in every case of the voters we checked last year, Green Book was somewhere in their top three. And that, that should have tipped us off. It was going to win. But, uh, but it wasn't, in most cases, at number one when we checked. And I think we're going to see a similar situation this year where we have divisive movies like uh, Joker, certainly a Joker. good example, number one, or it's your five or six or eight or nine. And in Parasite, it, it's either this, great discovery of a movie that you bond with in a profound way and it's your number one or maybe you just don't get it and you put it down a little bit more so i'm wondering what is the what do you think the ranking is going to be in the minds of oscar voters now that we've seen once upon a time in hollywood win critics choice which has an outright you know check your winner uh voting system unlike the oscars where they actually right. ask rank so what do you think how, how is that going to play out? I, my answer to this, to, just to set up your own answer, would be that um, I had Parasite winning up until today. I'm thinking of switching to Once Upon a Time in the Hollywood, even though it didn't get nominated for film editing, and, and, it, and, and which is normally a, a tea leaf you need to win. But uh, yeah. I can see that as everybody's number two if it's not their number one. What do you think? I, I have to agree with you. Um, and I hate agreeing with you, Tom. It's <laughs> <laughs> no fun that way. It's no fun that way. By the way, did you get Green Book for Best Picture last year? No, I didn't. Did you? Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> How did you know? How did you know? Green <laughs> uh, uh, powers of of uh, prognosis. My, my, it's all my mind power. Oh, it's brain power, Tom. It's all brain power. <laughs> No, I, I have to I have to agree with you. I think uh, that everyone's number two and number three uh, is going to be Once Upon a Time in America uh, or Hollywood. Sorry, Once Upon a, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's uh, it's it's you know it's obviously a Valentine to Hollywood and a Valentine to movie making, and um, so I think it in those auspices it, it gets in. I 
I be, I feel and hear a lot of love for Parasite, but I don't know if there will be enough of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, people who do do love it uh, earnestly, you know, it's um, it's a um, they're devoted. Um, I just don't. I would be I'd be very surprised. I would, it would and it would be very unacademy like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, I mean, the rules are getting broken. In uh, you know, it's it's kind of the same old academy, and it's kind of a new academy. Uh, they, you know, you've got Honeyland, which is nominated for best doc. And for best international film, I mean, when does that happen? Uh, yeah. So there's there's some you know some langos going on, and there's you know it's it's uh, it's an, also a very interesting year for uh, best actor. The best actor category really surprised me. Um, I, I Jonathan Price, who thank God that's yeah. his first nomination. You know this guy's been you know working for. A long time. Um, who doesn't remember him, you know, from uh, Something Wicked This Way Comes or Brazil? You know, he's a great actor. Uh, but that's a, that was a big surprise. And then De Niro not being in there. Right. Um, or Banderas getting in. That really made me happy. Uh, seeing Antonio Banderas get in for a, a beautiful film. Um, uh, you know, Pedro Almodovar's uh, Pain and Glory, which... Otherwise, is kind of being left out of the conversation. Um, yeah. Um, obviously, international film as well, but uh, no, you know, no one was seriously talking about him as a best director candidate. Um, no, and, and he didn't get in for screenplay, which is surprising. An award he's won right. in the past. Um, uh, but for best actor, best actress, now we have what Oscars love, which are the biggest performances in terms of bombast. And I don't think that detracts from their greatness. Joaquin Phoenix and Renee Zellweger. These are just performances that are uh, on off the Richter scales. Yeah. And that the voters often like more is best, don't they? Well, I, I, I think so. Although, you know, I'm, I am not. Uh, I really like Noah Baumbach as a director. I love Meyerowitz stories and Squid and the Whale and all that stuff. But I am not uh, a marriage story fan, as you well know. Um but Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson, they leave everything on the field. And there, there is nothing that those two couldn't have done more. Um, you know, and it's their large actory roles, both of those. Um, whereas Jonathan Price is very subdued. Antonio Banderas, very subdued. Joaquin Phoenix, you know, like, let's be honest. There's everyone's performances, and then there's that thing. Um, he's a he's a unique individual. Um, I've interviewed him before. Uh, it's the worst interview I've ever had in my entire life. <laughs> he's, on stage, he's on stage in front of a lot of people. Oh, it, it went poorly. Uh, the guy, the, the only guy who saved it was the otherwise. Um, very taciturn, uh, Gus Van Sant. I w- it was like, okay, well, I guess we're not. I I asked Joaquin Phoenix. It was about um, uh, don't worry, we won't go on far on foot. Uh, movie out uh, last year, and uh, I asked him, Joaquin, what you know? Uh, how did you get? You know, just a softball question. How'd you get involved with this? And he goes, they sent me the script. I read the script. 
I liked the script. <laughs> and he had, up to that point, he'd already been enough of a, a pain that I looked at him and I go, wow, you weave a tapestry. <laughs> <laughs> and I went from there. <laughs> My oddball, uh, Joaquin he's, Phoenix. He's a genius, but it's a genius performance. Sorry, I interrupted you, Tom. No, my uh, my oddball Joaquin Phoenix uh, anecdote would be this. This goes back like 12 years ago or something at the uh, Toronto Film Festival. There was some party, and he was made to attend with us peons there. And Thelma Adams, and it was a Cartier, one of the big jewelers, and it was uh, had these glass cases. So you're standing here, and there might be some you know tiara or something in this glass sure. case. So Thelma Adams and I are talking here, and there's Joaquin on the other side of this glass box. So we said, oh, hi, Joaquin, and we start to walk around the box one way or the other to say hello. He keeps the box between us as we kind of dance around and circle. He's answering questions. He's talking to us, but Thelma and I are trying to – he just would not have any direct – it was so odd, but it was typical. <laughs> but – Again, there's everybody else's performances. I know, I know. And then there's and then there's that thing. Yeah. Um, Let's double back to Best Picture because absolutely. 1917 is surging in a way that's fascinating now, and it really absolutely. did absolutely uh, today. So, uh, Best Director, we have to rethink now. The Sam Mendes thing's very serious, and suddenly you know, I was of the mind that oh, this is uh, Bong Joon Ho to lose. He's the the cineast out there, and if you look at the recent list of Oscar winners for director, it's always these art house guys, Inaritu and Quaron, et cetera. Yeah, Inaritu, yeah. Foreign born, and he fits all those things. But boy, now if, it's, if it really is Quentin Tarantino's year and it made, and he's never won best picture or director, all of a sudden uh, this can matter and he can surge here. And uh, uh, you've got this Sam Mendes thing. So who, first of all, who wins director in your mind as of now? Boy, um, there's, yeah, I, I, complete, I completely concur with what you were just saying. Bong Joon, uh, Bong Joon Ho just won last night at, uh, or tied last night with Sam Mendes at Critics Choice. Yeah, I and people seem to, you know, really um, find a lot out of both those films that they don't seem to be finding in The Departed, which surprises me um, in in so many ways. Um, I'm very surprised. And uh, I guess that uh, that Todd Phillips is in for Joker, um, whereas I think, you know, Joker t uh, makes sense in a lot of other areas. Um, I was surprised by Todd. I'm, you know, it's it's one of those things like, who do you kick out if you put Greta yeah, Gerwig in there? You put Lula Wong, you know, I, I, that's a that's a zero sum game. But, um, you know, and then I, I think you're right. Up until now, this was Tarantino's uh, to lose. I. I think Tarantino gets screenplay and we, there's just no question about that. And perhaps because they're like, okay, well, we're giving them screenplay that changes the dynamic on whether they vote for him for director. Cause I think they like, do like to spread it out, you know, like, yeah, okay. You know, the, you know, uh, but Mendy's, you know, they have made much of this single, single shot, but um, I still, the number of tracking long, you know, single shots they did in this thing are, are in 1917 are astounding. Um, but yeah, he's, he's surging and uh, parasite is surging. Yeah, and so do you, do you see a, do you see a path for 1917 possibly winning best picture? Can that happen? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 
Absolutely. Matter of fact. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tempted to go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm tempted to go there. So we have three um, movies that we think can win Best Picture. Uh, 1970, yeah. Planet of Time in America, and um, uh, Par uh, Parasite, Parasite, and 1917. So is there any, any, any other films in that field that can win Best Picture? Is The Irishman kind of out of it now? I think The Irishman's out of it. Yeah, I do too. And that's just shocking. Um, <laughs> he, he, you know, uh, and... Uh, you know, Zalian got Best Adapted Screenplay, but I think Best Adapted Screenplay goes to Greta Gerwig uh, mm -hmm. for Little Women, both because of the snub, um, you know, kind of the Ben Affleck. <laughs> 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 hey, let's give you, oh, we got to do something here. Um, but also because Little Women is just a stunning movie. I, I really loved it. And uh, I'm so happy that Florence Pugh got nominated and, and Saoirse Ronan. Um, but here's Little Women, this chestnut we all know, or at least the people that know it know it, obviously. There's a whole generation that's discovering it, which is fantastic. But all of the tropes of Little Women, you know, you know, the curler, her hair, you know, um, who marries the cute guy next door? She gets rid of that in the first 10 minutes. It's all it's all gone. And it's like, OK, Greta, what are you going to do now? And she just does a masterful job of reimagining that that. Um, that story. I, and so that, that to me, she ends up winning over Steve Zalian and over Todd Phillips and Scott Silver for Joker. I think. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I think that her nomination here changes everything. I had Irishman winning previous to this. Uh, Little Women did very well. She didn't get it, obviously, for director, but it did very well otherwise, including Best Picture, and it's popping up in those crafts here. So uh, it was wonderful to see a lot of love. But. You know, centric movie and among the nine nominees for best picture, that's with a female lead. Uh, it's just, uh, you could say, Mary's story has co leads between uh, Adam Driver, but it's more focused on Adam. And um, it's, it's, it, 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 it's a good thing for the women because it stands out all the more. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you the one, I'll tell you the other surprise for me was the love for Ford v. Ferrari. Um, <laughs> yeah which I found to be a, a, a fairly standard film, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and clearly uh, my, my deep and abiding love for cars, which I really don't have, <laughs> was, a, was a problem for me because, boy, there are people who love that movie. I don't, uh, I was surprised it was Best Picture. You know, I would have rather bumped it out and put in the farewell. Um, but, you know, that's that's how these cookies crumble. Uh, people have made much that Christian Bale's not, you know, in in uh, in the lead role and, you know, actor. It's like, nah. I mean, this is the best year. This is one of the things that really shocks me is uh, best actor has been a fairly boring category for about the last five or six years. And this year it was like, look who got left off, you know. Eddie Murphy for Dolomite, who's absolutely wonderful, absolutely wonderful. And that kind of breaks my heart, too. Um, but, but, you know, ton of folks that were left off of this incredibly uh, jam-packed Robert De Niro. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> yeah. you know, it's, it's, an, it's an incredible category this year. What happens with supporting actor? Because... Uh, Brad Pitt does not give a 
a physically transformative performance. Okay, yes, but, but let, hear me out. Yes, uh, it, to win in supporting, you often have to have re what's really a lead role. And uh, he has that. And of course, he plays a down and out um, Hollywood character. They love that. Everyone feels like they are the down and out character in crazy competitive Hollywood, personally speaking, the deep, dark recess of your soul. And um, that's all that's all good for him. But it's not a uh, Brad Pitt becomes a, a famous character kind of thing. Um, and he's up against uh, Anthony Hopkins for two popes. Uh, he's up against. Um, Pacino, and he's up against Pesci, and so is there a chance of an upset? Tom Hanks. Uh, I Hanks. think, my goodness, I, yeah. every year, every year, I have the one where I'm like, "Well, this one's over," and this one's over. Um, he, <laughs> Pitt's Pitt's the only one who hasn't won a competitive uh, acting Oscar in this category. All all the other the other four have. Um, it's showy, uh, you know, because he won for. Uh, uh, plan B for 12 years of slave. Yes. Um, That's but, uh, he, uh, he hasn't won on acting. And, um, I think this is the one that is, that's, this is the two foot putt for me this year. Just yeah. And I think that is, it, it, for example, what the parasite actor who plays the father, the chauffeur, if he had gotten in, it might've been different because sometimes they like to maybe. Yeah. Uh, the, but the competition just didn't emerge in the, among the nominees to take him down. I think. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, I don't know real that threat ever was. This seems like this has been these five guys for a long time um, for for supporting, uh, and I, I, but I think it's Brad Pitt's. And supporting um, actress, any chance of an upset there? Uh my. Of course, there's a chance for an upset. Um, however, I think, and the person they would be upsetting is Laura Dern. Um, yeah. It's it's the it's the showy role. It's the short. Like, if she doesn't come in and and do that, you know, divorce lawyer role, uh, that movie gets even more tedious than I found it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but it's a it's a showy role. It's the you know, and, and so I, I think if they upset anybody, it's Laura Dern. And, and who knows? I mean, they could give it to Scarlett Johansson because there's a lot of love. There's a lot of hate, but there's a lot of love for Jojo Rabbit. Um, and I, I've uh, that's that that film is actually I have found to be more divisive than Joker in just my conversations with Academy members. Um, there are people that are deeply offended by it. And I, and I understand their concerns. Um, and then there are people that uh, that find uh, that it is mocking exactly what it should mock. Uh, and it won the Toronto uh, audience. Award. Yeah, that's the key there, baby. Uh, and they just like, book had won that. And, and, and smart Oscarologists like you pay attention to that. I, I'm with you. I think there's your chance for a scarlet upset here. Because think of some of the past wins, for example, like uh, Jessica Lange. Um, winning in supporting for Tootsie, same year she was nominated in lead for Francis. Sometimes if you don't win in lead, they'll give it to you in supporting. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's, um, you know, uh, when when uh, Clooney won for Syriana, right, and yeah. uh, went up and basically went, well, I guess I'm not getting anything else, so thanks, guys. <laughs> she knew it was like, all right, fine, this is what I'm getting this. Um, 
And yeah, I, I love that Florence Pugh is, is uh, up here. Um, she's had such an incredible... All of these performances are great. Margot Robbie and Bombshell, um, also just a, a, um, an amazing, uh, you know, amazing role. Uh, and, you know, Charlize uh, Theron for, uh, for Bombshell as well. I think Bombshell only wins for best makeup and hair. That might be number two with the, yeah. uh, by the way, this one's over. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's a tough category. It's a tough guy. I was surprised uh, that I'm not even going to try and uh, uh, butcher her name. I've I've done it before, and I and I shan't do so now. Um, the grandmother from the farewell. Um, I know, I you know, I was surprised she wasn't on here. That seemed to be a kind of a very classic Academy thing to do. Uh, you know, the Bakhtar uh, Abdi, uh, we're bringing you in because, you know, this is your first role and that we've ever seen you and we love you. And so yeah. here you go. That didn't happen. No, but there's a lot of love for Marco Robbie and Florence Pugh personally. I think they have strong rooting factors. So if the voter is lazy or goes, oh, uh, you know, Laura Dern, everyone else is voting for her. This is where the upset could happen. Scarlett Hansen, we're saying, is a major player here. It's with Secret Ammo, with that secondary astronomy. And so um, there's a big potential here for upset. Laura Dern should um, not take it for granted. No, which I don't think she is. Um, you know, she showed up at Critics' Choice last night. But, I was at her uh, table last night. <laughs> yeah. I think that was I think that was not a sure thing. <laughs> I mean, she brought no, it wasn't. Yeah, I better I better show up. <laughs> but you know, I was right behind, sitting right behind Al Pacino, and so there was this traffic jam between my table and there's a people kind of breaking in all the time, right, trying to get into Pacino and the, uh, the the grandma from the farewell. We were just talking about boy, he cleared the path Pacino did to have her come up and talk to him, and it was oh. pretty see this this industry reverence for her uh that was that was a wonderful moment that's great um it'll i'll, I'll be interested in um as well in score yeah um you know you've got thomas newman i think this is his 15th something like that serial something like that I'm like, history. you know and this is the guy he's the son of alfred newman the guy who you know created the 20th century fox fanfare right this is hollywood you know, he's the uh, cousin of uh, uh, Randy, Randy Newman, um, and he's had some wonderful scores, um, but he might lose to uh, Joker. I know. Uh, that's I where the that's trend is going now. But in 1917, the, the Thomas Newman score is so haunting. It's one of the real standouts of that movie. Absolutely. Um, you know, I was, I, I know that, People might not be as interested in this category, but uh, for animation, I was uh, thrilled that uh, Claus made it in. Uh, <laughs> and I Lost My Body, which is this French film that is absolutely mesmerizing. Um, it is about a, um, a severed hand making its way back to, uh, to, its, to its body, and it's in French. And it's gorgeous. So I think that's actually a real, um, it probably goes to Toy Story 4, but that's a, <laughs> that's a real uh, difficult category to call this year. Um, Weren't you shocked that Frozen 2, the biggest, 
uh, box office hit in animated film history, wasn't nominated, and it wasn't because it was a sequel. It was, you know, because you had how, you know, how to train your dragon 14 there and Toy Story 55 uh, yeah. there. No problem with those. But oh, Frozen 2, it was the women's movie that got skunked here. Ouch. Oh. The women's movie. I am convinced of it. It was a wonderful film. And they just went, ah, those chicks, you know. <laughs> um, the one that still just can befuddles me, and sorry, like uh, I know you guys are do painstaking work is the continued um, appearance of missing link in all of this, um, <laughs> which is it won at the Golden Globe. It's not yet. It won the Golden Globe. Watch that thing. I watched it. <laughs> they just didn't want to uh, go. There. But I'm super glad. Oh, that's Say again. They just didn't want to do that Toy Story thing at the Golden Globes. Uh, they just wanted to be yeah. different. They just wanted to be different. Um, boy, were they different. Um, but th that's, it's a really strong category. I am, you're right. I am surprised that Frozen 2 isn't there. I think, you know, I, I, I found it fine. I was not, but there are people that are deeply bored and angered at Frozen 2. Um, uh, you know, that I've talked to and it's like, well, man, I can't generate that kind of animosity. Man, get it. But, uh, but it's an, it's a, it's a good category. Yeah. Um, what do we make of Eddie Murphy not being nominated? I mean, you know, we, there we were last night at the Critics' Choice <laughs> stage doing this wonderful career tribute, and you, and you just saw, I'm sure, at this moment uh, of, of inner thought where you went, there's just something so right about this moment with him up there, the clip reel, uh, his... He's, uh, it's his time and place. The movie, I think it's delightful. I love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And um, it just missed. My guess is, I think it just wasn't seen. I think it was the shortened Oscar season. I think the farewell they didn't see. I don't think they saw um, this movie. And I don't think they saw um, some others that we just took for granted they would. Yeah. I, I, I am surprised by it too. And I, I think on the flip side, uh, you know, where they sitting there going, okay, what do we watch tonight? Do we watch Dolomite or do we watch The Two Popes? Because they're both Netflix. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 and, yeah. and they went, ah, let's let's watch. Because I, I, I agree. I, I thought Dolomite, there's a scene early on in Dolomite where Eddie Murphy as as Rudy is um, trying to pitch a song to Snoop Dogg, who's the local DJ. And Snoop Dogg character um rejects him and Eddie Murphy does this thing where he both takes in that he's been rejected processes it processes it he's angry he's hurt and then he flips it all around and he suddenly he's right back with pitching him another idea and it's in the span of like five seconds maybe less and it's just so brilliant the the best actor category as I said uh was the best it's been in in a long time and the folks that were left off uh is you know it's a, just a pile up of really good really good um acting and roles what are your favorite movies of the year what are the uh what makes your top five let's say whether they're oscar nominated or not um my top five uh if you can 
I'll give me a second. I'll, and I, I, I want to make sure. Yeah, I'm to refresh them. Uh, mine would be like 1917, Parasite. I loved Jojo Rabbit. I loved Judy. I think uh, the, the movie was it's a Judy Queen going way back myself. I just think it's just magnificent film. Judy and, Queen. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, you know what? I, I don't know. You Have you been to my apartment in New York? I get my, no, no, you haven't been to no. some of my. This is, let, let me tilt the camera for you to see right now. What is on my? Okay, I have to enable my camera here. You've got to enable it, yeah. All right. Um, and I don't know if this will reach here or not. And if you can see it, oh, there it is. The blue. Yes. Uh, on my wall is a. Uh, is it catching in there? Yes. Yeah, is I see it. a portrait of Judy Garland that was Truman Capote's. Uh, was the centerpiece in his living room of his at his apartment at the UN Plaza. I bought it from his estate. <laughs> and uh, it, it's uh, a famous photographer who did all the Marilyn Monroe photos. Green. Uh, it's, it's one of his uh, a series of celebrity pictures for Black Lama Furs, and he did it the morning after the Carnegie Hall, which is her greatest concert performance ever. And anyway, it has the so that's the center thing in my living room in in Los Angeles. So yeah, I'm an old Judy Queen from way back, and I love the movie, but. Uh, I don't buy the consensus that you know, ah, we, the movie was just okay, but the great. This is the case of where I think the critics were actually right, and it has an 85 score on Rotten Tomatoes. I was impressed by that. Um, well, we can have our argument now. So you gave us your list. What are your favorites? Well, I mean, I, just to, so we don't leave that line there. Uh, Renee Zellweger wins for... Uh, Judy Garland. Of course, we said this last year about Glenn Close, um, yeah. but I think it's a minor movie. I think it's actually, um, you know, my big, problem, <laughs> my big problem was, you know, here's this always, you know, considered fragile, fractured individual, Judy Garland herself, that had, you know, multiple, multiple marriages, um, was known as being unreliable, um, was known as being a harridan at times. Um, and, and, you know, it had tried, had many, uh, attempts on her own life. And in this film, it felt like if she'd just taken a nap and eaten a burger, she'd have been okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I just, um, yeah, <laughs> but I think, I think she likely wins. So my this is um, a controversial top top five. Uh, my number one film is Joker. I think. All right. I love Joker. That will continue to be um, thought of and seen and well regarded. Um, number two uh, is my film that I think is the epitome of of what movies movies not cinema, but what movies are, which is Avengers Endgame. Um, you know, Martin Scorsese, uh, when he first came out with his comments uh, on, on on comic book movies or, or the genre, I, I completely under, under understood what he was saying. You know, although it's a big tent, the the things over here on this side are just entertainments. I get it. But then when he followed up with the op-ed piece in the New York Times about how he loved the theatrical experience. It was like, whoa, hang on. Because if movies exist, you know, theaters, movie theaters exist 15, 20, 30 years from now, it will be because 
some seven to 11 year old, uh, you know, little boy or little girl sat in those theaters watching Black Panther or Avengers Endgame and feeling that rush of, you know, joy and anger and just the thrill of movies. Not because he watched it on, you know, not because they watched three hours and 20 minutes of The Irishman on Netflix. So it's my number two. Uh, number three is The Farewell, which I just find is so universal about family and it's and, and the foibles and the lies we tell each other. I love it. Toy Story 4 is my number four. Um, right. And it's, frankly, I, I they, Pixar nails so many things that you, you don't realize were actually topics uh, and or, or topics that could make a movie. And obsolescence is the big villain in Toy Story 4. The fear of not, um, of, of kind of falling behind. Um, and that's, that is Toy Story 4. It's, uh, I, I, it's just a, a stunningly beautiful film. I'm saying stunning too, far too often. Irishman's number five because that's like watching those, you know, those guys take it, take it around the track one more time. And, and that was worth it. Um, once upon a time, six, cause <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Uh, little women. Um, eight is also not popular. Uh, it's a hidden life. Um, oh yeah, I noticed that uh, you had that on your cinematography predictions. Uh, you were yeah. uh, for the nomination. Yeah, yeah. Terrence Malick's a hidden life, um, which you know, it's it's a it's it's if you know the conceit, it's about a guy who um, lives in this beautiful you know mountain farm, and he's got a lovely wife, and he's got wonderful children. And he's you know, the mist comes out from the mountain, and and so you know when Germany um does it uh, starts to enlist they he he actually enlists uh in the german army but they re they force him to take an oath to hitler you just have to sign it it's an oath to hitler and he won't do it and they torture him and he's juxtaposing this with scenes of this life that he had this world um and at one point in the theater you sit you, I, I certainly did, and I think this is Malik's point, is you sit there and you go, just sign the damn thing. Yeah, yeah. And once you say that to yourself and you think it, you're like, oh, my God, that's how this happens. Um, and here's this one person who refused, it's based on a true story, who refused to sign that oath. And, of course, he was you know, tortured and all the horrible things you can imagine. Uh, it's... Uh, it's Quite powerful. 1917's number nine. And then 10, just because I wanted to, is Klaus, which is nominated. <laughs> which is nominated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And no Parasite on your list. No, uh, it's, it's in my top 20. I mean, oh. actually, it's <laughs> okay. That's oh. in my top 20. But, uh, but I admire Parasite more than I love it. Hmm which I, I realize is kind of the opposite of how um, a lot of other, a lot of people just adore it. I think the production design is just phenomenal. Um, and, and of course the, the, I'd love to see, uh, I love 
I'd love to have seen more from Sags with Parasite, um, but it's a it's a great film. Yeah, but it it's got the ensemble nomination, which was which was a big boost for it. Uh, Parasite. Yeah. It did not get any individual nominations, which was surprising. But uh, considering it got this the ensemble nomination, but again, that's just uh, you're relying on voters to have to put uh, it, get the spelling right and put it on their ballot. In the case of the Oscar. Uh, you know, you don't get this list to choose from. You get a reminder list, and and you have to write in what you what you want on your ballot. And that's how uh, Kate went up and lead for the reader instead of supporting when when that's where she was campaigning. It, it allows that freedom, but it also puts the burden on Oscar voters to get the names right. And so yeah, you gotta, you gotta I don't know. The the parasite. Well, you know, which one was the housekeeper? Was that you know Lou Blood or was this? So it's it's our yeah. own. Uh, Western yeah, they go to IMDb to find out. <laughs> <laughs> That's what right. usually what I do. <laughs> uh, it's always what I do. Okay, well, keep great. Well, let's do this again before Oscar nominations and let. I mean, when the Oscar win, see if we change our minds. Well, I, you know, I imagine we will, and I imagine <laughs> I won't tell you. <laughs> uh, well, what are we doing? We're gonna take you down, brother. <laughs> all right thanks hello it is ryan and i was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they were also playing chumba casino coincidence i think not everybody's loving having fun with it chumba casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.